Welcome, welcome everyone to the fifth episode of Don't Be Woke, Be Woke. I'm your host, Adrian Solomon. Today's episode is going to be very different from any episode that I've done in the past. Um, Through the first few episodes, I've had a few people reach out to me through social media. Um, Some folks that I've known for a while, others, obviously, family members or or, or friends who've known me for a shorter period of time and ask for me to to kind of discuss kind of my journey um, into this. And I know I went into it a little bit in the first episode talking about me, but I guess more into kind of like the full journey and struggle that um, that I've gone through um, the past, uh, I don't know, seven or eight years. And so this episode is really going to focus more on me and, and, and really um, this is going to be like a, you know, very heart to heart, deep conversation about um, one living in America two uh, mistakes that you do when you're an adult. Um, three, how you deal with those, um, failures and mistakes and four, hopefully a success story that comes from, um, from all this. So, um, you know, uh, in the summer of 2011, I, um, let's say the summer of 2012, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee for about a year in which I was engaged. Um, and, um, I, it was a situation where, um, you know, my fiance and I at the time only had one car. She had her son and I had just, um, my daughter who'd been living with her mom for, for, um, you know, for her entire life had moved with me, um, permanently. And she was, um, you know, 13 years old at the time. So here I was, you know, um, a father of a teenager, um, engaged one car in a city that I wasn't, uh, that, that I wasn't really too excited about living. And during that time, my relationship really fell apart. And we broke up and, um, you know, I was left in Nashville with no car, um, you know, with my daughter trying to get her to school, trying to get her to go into a school. Uh, that was a nightmare. <clears throat> in any case, I did get a promotion to move down to Atlanta and to relocate. And um, my mom was was. Um, was great enough to basically give me her car, which was a really nice gesture and a really nice car. And so her and I drove from DC down to Nashville and um, that way I can have a car and, and eventually move to Atlanta and have a car. So in October of 2012, I moved to Atlanta with my daughter, just her and I, we moved down here, packed all the stuff on my own, 
drove the U-Haul truck with the car in the back. Once I got here, basically had to move all the stuff myself. Um, she wasn't going to help. Um, and then eventually, you know, just settling in a new city, um, you know, by myself with my daughter. I had some friends here, but but nothing, you know, nothing like uh, a place that you had been established before. And so this really began kind of like the downward, the downward spiral um, for about 16, 17 months. And so without really diving into all the specific details, because, well, we could be here all night. I made some really poor and poor choices, um, which resulted in um, after, let's see, nine months of living in Atlanta in August of 2013. I got a call. I'm sitting in the office. I got a call and it's from a sheriff. And the sheriff calls me to tell me that um, they're putting all my, you know, crap outside and that I need to get here as soon as possible. And so I was being evicted. So I basically, you know, got in my car, drove 20 minutes to my house. And when I got there, I'll never forget this because I was driving. And as I'm driving in front of the apartment complex, uh, all my crap were outside on the floor and uh, and by the parking lot in the parking lot. And, you know, bed, laptop, um, computer, I mean, you name it. And um, I lost some crap because people came and just grab it. They saw it outside and they said, shoot free stuff um what was what was you know what was really damaging for me was not really the fact that I got evicted look I was 33 you know I knew you know the 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 the, the potential um that that was a possibility because of of and look this this really dives into a really like quintessential problem that we have. And I say we, I don't mean everybody, but, but people who have issues with debt or, or health, sometimes we ignore. And the ignorance sometimes is almost like if we ignore it, we think it'll go away. If we don't address it, Maybe, maybe it'll go away. And um, of course it didn't go away. It comes back and it bites you. And so at the time, all I'm thinking about is I have my daughter. What is she going to do? So I had a really good friend of mine that I called and they came and helped me basically take all my stuff and move him to a place move all that stuff to a place. Then I had to pick up my daughter and 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 explain to her something. Clearly at the time I didn't tell her that, you know, um your dad had ignored um issues with the landlord that caused him to 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 be evicted. And it's not like I wasn't like I didn't have any money and I wasn't paying rent, but 
there was an incident that happened where they basically said I owed more than I did. And I basically, instead of going there and having a conversation, just basic stuff, right? I decided to like, let it, you know, um, add up and add up. And, um, and I even ignored the, the warnings and, um, you know, I was evicted. And now at the time, I think only a few people knew, um, what was actually happening. So this was in, in, in August of 2013. And of course, you know, what did I do? Well, I started looking for an apartment, which eventually I, I found my, um, my, my now wife, who at the time was also a really close friend, um, you know, close enough, right? She helped co-sign for an apartment for me, um, because my credit was obviously, um, battered by this particular situation. And so, you know, I was starting a new life. I was, you know what? This was a situation. It is what it is. Let's move on. Let's, 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 let's go to the next chapter. Well, you know, just like the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. And so, and October of 2013, after, I don't know, close to nine years, I was, um, I was let go from my job at the company that I worked for, for a while. And, um, you know, without really diving into the specifics there, it was, you know, due to very poor judgment, very, very poor judgment from my, from my part. And I had to deal with the consequences and it was a devastating blow for me more than being evicted, being fired from a job in which I really loved and had built a career and had, you know, and, and I felt like I was going to continue. I was going through uh, a positive trajectory. Um, and there you go. I am without a job. So here I am with my daughter, you know, that again, she went through this part. Now I don't have a job. Okay. Again, if I was by myself, not to say that I wouldn't worry, but my worries would be, you know, multiplied by zero because <laughs> it would just be like me and, and I would figure things out and, you know, whatever. But in this case, um, I have to, I have to provide. And so for the next two months, two and a half months, I went and, and applied for jobs, right? Applied for jobs, went on interviews, um, you know, do what you have to do. But like, and I'm sure you guys have seen this movie, um, uh, Fun with Dick and Jane, when when Jim Carrey loses his job as, as a VP when he had just gotten promoted, for the first two, three months or so, what, what was he doing? Applying for other VP jobs, right? Looking because he felt like he couldn't go backwards. And all it did was put him and his wife and his family in a bigger hole. Well, specifically what I was doing, I was like, I mean, sure, there are plenty of jobs out there, but why? 
I was an assistant vice president for crying out loud. Though, what the hell did that mean? Nothing. Right. At a bank, I think even janitors have that title. Um, and so it didn't get me anywhere. It didn't help me get another job. Um, and so thankfully, um, I was able to have a friend really help me by making me, um, you know, by paying me to do things around their house. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I Googled, I YouTube a lot of the stuff and they basically paid me and, and, and some of that money helped pay for, for the basic necessities that I had, which was rent and food. Those were the two necessities, which were basic that I cared about. And then right when I thought nothing else worse could happen, I, um, I got in a car accident and, and I told on my car and that was the third strike, which for me, I realized, um, it's not that I was cursed. It was just that, you know, it's, it's almost like when people talk about the market and I'm going to use a very, very like bad example, but I'll use it anyway. When people talk about the stock market and when the stock market goes, goes high, there is a correction time frame, just like the economy. The economy goes through a recession. The stock market goes through a correction where eventually things come back, um, you know, return to the means. It's basically you've had a good run and now, you know, some things will some things bad will happen. Um, to whatever scale, it all really depends on what you think bad is, but, um, you know, those things, those things happen. And so during that time, I was obviously still looking for jobs, but lowering my, um, you know, my criteria, so to speak, or at least lowering my, my, my targets. And so, um, I, um, I had interviewed for, uh, a company, um, and I won't really say the name, but it was, um, it was another bank and I remember interviewing and I aced it and I knew I aced it because what I was doing, well, at least what I was interviewing for was almost identical to what I was doing before, but, but really what my team was doing before, because I managed that team, but now I was actually going to be doing what my team did, right? Speaking of like, you know, returning back to earth. So gut punch, but you know what? They were going to pay me and that paycheck was going to be better than me sitting at home, hoping I was, a, I don't know what. So, um, I, you know, I went ahead and did that and, um, I remember I was on LinkedIn and I got an email or something from um, some HR guy who basically asked if I wanted to come interview at this particular company. And I said, OK, whatever. And I went in. I went into this office and I'm like, what is this place? And I, you know, met with the manager at the time who basically, you know, really liked my resume and, and thought that I would basically um this would be a smaller, more of a job that I was overqualified for, but, you know, obviously they needed people and I needed a job. And so, um, one of the things she said to me at the time was, look, this is a very young company. 
and the opportunities for growth are very, very li unlimited here. So, you know, based on what you want to do and, and how you apply yourself, you, um, you can, you can pretty much, um, get promoted very, very easily. And so, um, within the next week, I had two job offers. I had the bank that I had basically applied for and I had, um, I had that other company. Now, what was interesting was the bank was actually going to pay me more upfront, meaning at first I was going to get paid more. The other company was going to be, was going to be paying me less, but after 90 days, I was actually going to get a dollar 50 or $2 bump if I made it past 90 days. But that $2 wasn't really the, wasn't the defining factor for me. The deciding factor, I mean, the deciding factor was, do I want to go work at a bank where I was just in for nine, close to nine years and be just another person? Or do I want to go in a company that's still kind of growing and, and make a difference? And I decided to go work for this other company and, and see if I can make a difference. And I started working there and, and training and I went to training and it was great and it was very easy as far as I was concerned and I started working and it was awesome sauce. Um, I, but what happened to me when I got this job was a very humbling experience. It's something that I think, um, you know, I think most humans most people realize that you get a point in your life. It's almost like a turning point, if that makes sense, where you realize that life is freaking unfair. And so you can act two ways. You can decide, you can basically decide that when you get beat, you can whine, cry, act like a victim, or you can actually act and acting that act to try to actually get back to where you where you were going to be is not a quick process. It is not a next day process. It is a process. And just like people say with almost everything, specifically diets or workouts, is you have to trust that process. And for me, that process was simple. I needed to get my freaking finances in order. And what the hell did that mean? Well, that meant that I need to be on top and I needed to set and I needed to know I needed to be obsessed with my finances. Obsessed. And so when I started making money, money that like it's crazy, right? You were making your you had a job that was paying you. You are almost oblivious to that money, right? The money comes, you pay bills or whatever. You lose a job. You realize how much that money was like, you know, great. Now you make maybe $15,000 less, but that money that you now, that you're now getting feels even better than the money you were getting before. Why? Because when you lost it, you lost it and you got something back, you treasure it. And so when I, when I started working, um, and I was getting paid my obsession with paying bills 
and doing things the right way was uh, like nothing I had ever done in my life ever. And, um, you know, I had bought a car. It was the first car I bought on my own with tax return. I had a car payment that was the size of a, of a freaking mortgage because my freaking FICO score was like so low. I couldn't even get maybe a blockbuster card. <laughs> it's a really bad reference because I'm sure most of you don't even know what blockbuster is, but I don't even know. Um, I couldn't even get, uh, Albertson's card or a Kroger card. And those are the free things they give you, you know, when you're, when you're paying, but, but my, 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 my credit was bad. And so I did get a car because I was putting a lot of, I was putting a pretty high down payment. So I, I was able to get the car, but you know what? I was making more payments than I needed to be, to do. Um, I was checking my account every so often because that obsession with knowing what's happening to my money was, was, was almost a necessity because of what I had gone through the past, you know, 12 months or so. And from that moment on, um, my life had changed and, and and I want to step back a little bit to have a really frank conversation is that I am, I'm not a loner. I have friends, but I'm very, really private about my personal life when it comes to kind of things that I go through. My family, typically, I'm not really that involved, um, more so because it's, it's yeah, you can call it, you know, hubris and, and, and um, but it, it was never a situation where I felt like I needed to get my family involved to help me um, because I felt like I put myself in this situation having your family members or friends get you out by giving you money or whatever can sometimes enable you to never get out of your situation. And I'm not going to say I never got help because I did, but, um, I was never unable. So I was, I was always, and even when I got money, it was like, you know, borrowing money, et cetera. So, so those things helped me. And what was interesting is when I started this job after three, four months, the same manager who interviewed me basically said to me, Adrian, you're doing really well. We have a role for you in this department here. And I think you'd be really good for it because of your demeanor and how you talk to people and 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 so forth. And I was like, great. And it was like in sales. And I was like, look, man, I don't sell. But you know what? I'm going to sell the hell out of this. So tell me where to sign up. So I remember I interviewed um, and I knew that I bombed that interview and um, I never heard back. And so they hired some other guy and um, that was the end of that. Well, here's where God works in mysterious ways. I think four, five, maybe six months, or maybe a little bit after that, after that interview, the position in which I had applied for, in which this person had gotten this role, was no longer needed. And so this person who had gotten the role over me, or in other, over other people <clears throat> as well, was now not fired, but had been moved within another role within um, the organization. And a few months after that, 
I was interviewed again by this same person who I had interviewed the first time, the first time, well, interviewed again in, in, in when I bombed the interview. And this time I was able to get the job. And, um, I remember when I interviewed and when I knew I was going to get the job, I was thinking to myself, bruh, I'm about to get paid. This manager used to walk around the office with his, you know, Mac. And I'm like, oh, man, sales walking around with his Mac. It's going to be pimp. And I think I I was I moved in into this role and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't I didn't I didn't get a raise. I was going to get a raise within 60 days based on how I was working. And I was like, what the? But you know what? It's all about the process. So if I trust it and I believe in myself, I'm going to go down, work my butt off, and then hopefully I can get this raise. And then Lord knows what happens. And I went in, got my 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 raise. And within five months, I was put into a role where I can really contribute, right? really make a difference. And I remember I got my first or second commission check. And I remember coming home to to my girlfriend at the time, who, by the way, was the one who helped me with getting the apartment. So remember how I said close friends? Well, that's how close we were. So at this point, she was living with me. And I looked at my check. I'm like, babe, if I look at this right, this $650 commission check, I'm going to make 50K, maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make 50K this year. This was like in 2015. I'm going to make 50K. And I was excited. I was freaking excited. 50K got me excited. You know why it got me excited? Because I was living in a way where 50K was like I was going to be rich. Because I had lived, I had learned to live with so less, with so little that, and I could survive comfortably. Sure, more money always works. But it all it only works if you don't add additional expenses to your to your lifestyle. And so I was like living the life and every subsequent month, my commissions got higher and higher and higher. For, well, five years, fast forward five years, I am still with this company. I have been promoted, I don't know three or four more times. And um, just recently, I was promoted to vice president. And um, for me, it is, again, a very humbling experience because, um, sure, I've been there six and a half years, but time doesn't give you squat. Time doesn't give you recognition, right? Time only gives you time. That's all it does. And um, the the struggle that I went through, the humiliation that I went through, the um, wake up call that I got were all things that fueled my 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 desire to do better 
And my goal was never to, um, my goal was to always be better, always be better, always do better, always do more. Um, and, and it's paid off for me and it has, um, it has paid off for me tremendously, um, both personally and, 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 and professionally. Everything I have, everything I own, everything I do is both because of this company, but also because of the work that I've put in. And um, I'm very grateful for, for the people in my life who's, who's kind of helped me there. But I'm also um, very um, aware that at any time, that at any time, um, things may, things may become difficult again. Right. And it's not always financially, um, but things may become difficult. And the idea of the podcast through the next, through the first four episodes. And as, as I continue through this journey with y'all is to make sure that we're prepared for the different things that can potentially happen. And that, you know, when they do, um, you're not caught off guard and that you don't ignore and that you address and that you continue to grind, etc. So I, I, I don't know if this 30 minutes of me rambling about me is at any all as is at any at, is at all helpful or if you guys can relate or not relate. But I, I wanted to share my story because, you know, I, I'm, I'm not rich. I didn't get rich. I'm just well off, but I have a goal and my goal is to always grow and be better. And that's both personally and financially. And so, um, hopefully through this podcast, through my voice, through me talking, through my personal experiences, both positive and negative, because positive experiences are great. But a lot of times they're pipe dreams for people you know, I hear, you know, positive experiences from people who've done. But what was the struggle? What was the light? What was the light that matched that? that, that what was that fire? that basically burn underneath these people. And, you know, I, I, I only wish and hope to inspire others to kind of, you know, follow their own path, but also, you know, listen to others who struggled and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, we can learn from, from either me and others, um, who've, who've gone through the same thing. So, as always, I I thank you for taking the time to to listen to to me and and for this particular episode talking about my sp- my specific personal experience. I will not bore you with these experiences, these this specific you know conversation, but be prepared for me to draw from a lot of specific personal experiences, both good and bad, as I walk you through 
the rest of this journey um, for as long as I can take you there. Um, uh, so again, thank you for the time and um, I'll talk to you guys next time.